Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. It is the, yeah, it, 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 it feels weird. It's 8.45, but I've been up since 2.30 and on the road since 3. So it's like, feels like the middle of the day for me. Literally the middle of the day. It feels very, very strange when you get up. Plus, I'm driving through New York. They got this haze thing going on. Just very, very strange uh, feelings that I am currently feeling. Yeah, you can just go around me. You know that? That's what the left-hand turning lane's for, you psycho. Dude, people, I, I think oh, something in the air in New York with this. Look, what are you doing? Why are you driving like that? Of course it's a woman. But uh, I'm on my way to New York. Well, I'm in New York, but uh, I'm heading across the state, literally to the opposite to the bottom, like literally as far to the bottom left-hand corner, the bottom west corner of New York that you could possibly go. So I got to go down, down real briefly through New Hampshire, across Massachusetts, well, kind of down through Massachusetts, and then pretty much from like outside of New York City all the way across the state of New York. It's nice little, nice little, I mean, if you're really hauling and you don't stop a lot, you probably get it done in eight and a half hours but it usually takes me about i'd say nine nine and a half i got bane bano with me he's in the back he's in the trunk right now looking a little agitated <laughs> he's just he's he's used to being outside on 10 acres running around chasing squirrels and chipmunks right now instead he's cooped up in a car for the better part of 10 hours but we're going uh we're going home for the fourth which is my favorite uh my favorite holiday always has been uh, and I haven't been back to New York. Oof. Uh, were we there for Thanksgiving? I think that's the last time I was home. So it's been eight or nine months. Which actually, now that I think of it, this is probably the longest I've gone without being home. For sure. Well, no, I was uh, I was in Pittsburgh. That was uh, January for some court bullshit um no but i haven't been back to new york's man yeah since thanksgiving crazy because my parents came to us for christmas so uh yeah dude it's been that's probably the this is probably the longest i've been away from home like where i grew up my entire life it's kind of crazy but uh we're heading back there you know mayville the population quadruples in size quintuples probably he probably sextuples uh, in size, uh, there's a big parade, there's fireworks, everybody comes, we get a lot of people that come park at our house, and people just come in and out, eating food all day, and having drinks and all that, so I'm excited to be home, excited to be with the family, uh, for the past four or five hours of the drive, uh, I've been really digging into podcasts, uh, the one that I really wanted to listen to that I've been, I, I just haven't had the three hours to set aside to listen to um, is the Joe Rogan with Robert Kennedy Jr. And I gotta tell you guys something. This Robert Kennedy Jr. guy is uh, he's winning me over. He said he's got a pretty questionable stance on the uh, Supreme Court's affirmative a- affirmative action ruling. Which, if you don't know, the, su- the Supreme Court basically said that no more affirmative action, no more making uh, uh, decisions based on race for college admissions, which is just a no-brainer. Just a no... Like, 
listen, I'm, you know, people call me a racist, man. How long ago was slavery? Um, you know, you, you haven't recovered from that yet. You know, we're talking how many generations now? Six generations, seven generations in slavery. And you, you're still blaming your issues on slavery. Your issues aren't slavery. Every, every race since the dawn of humans has been enslaved. Blacks enslaving blacks, whites enslaving blacks, blacks enslaving whites, whites enslaving whites, Muslims enslaving Christians, Christians enslaving Jews and being enslaved by Egyptians. Like, everybody's been enslaved. You know what I mean? It's like, where's my reparations from Muslims making white Christian men boat slaves? Which, if you want to... You want to read about probably the most horrendous type of slavery. Uh, look up what Muslims did to white Christian men. Boat slaves. Rowing. Rowing slaves. Basically, they'd be rowing the ship out in the open air, which means their, their skin would literally pretty much blister off their backs and shoulders and heads from being in the direct sunlight. Uh, they were chained to a seat, so they would sit there and poop and pee all over themselves while they're burning in the sun, you know, very poor nutritional <laughs> diet, uh, a lot of really contaminated, you know, like, I think the mortality rate of these guys was, like, over 90%. It was basically a death sentence. Um, it was basically a death sentence. Um, you were just, you were treated like a machine that rode, rode the boat. Um, in fact, they do a pretty good uh, depiction of this in Vikings with Ragnar. Uh, Ragnar ends up being a boat slave, but this this happened to a lot of Christian men. But anyways, whatever. Back to Robert Kennedy Jr. He had a questionable stance on affirmative action, which kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. Um, but the dude is very intelligent, and he's I know that he cannot, and he's a Democrat, which is crazy. It's crazy for me to say, and I hate all politicians on both sides, but he's the first one I've listened to in recent memory that I'm like, I can concede a few things here and there. Like I can take his stance on affirmative action and, and he wasn't like hardcore, like this is a disgrace. He just said, uh, we've got to take it, you know, care of, you know, disadvantaged Americans, blah, 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 blah. I, I understand as a Democrat, he can't be, he's got to appeal to his voter base. You know what I mean? Um, but I really liked what he had to say about vaccines. It backed up a lot of the research I'd done on my own. Uh, a lot of people don't even know, dude. I did. I read so much so often um, that I've been researching vaccines for the past year because of Ada, and uh, I've researched, researched both sides. I've dug into the NIH. Uh, even in the Gates Foundation and some of their findings and publications, a lot of scientific journals. Um, I went to school for science. I was a science whiz. I could read. I could read through an abstract very quickly and draw my own conclusions. Um, and I'm going to tell you right now, Ada's never going to get a single vaccination. And as you, as I'm not telling you what to do as a parent, I'm not a doctor. I'm a not. I'm not a medical professional. Although I think that term is loosely used by just anybody with a degree now. I got a PhD. Oh, great. You showed up on time, generally speaking, for 12 years straight and did really difficult homework. Congratulations, homie. Look at all. Look, look, look at our country. 
the third leading leading cause of death is medical malpractice. Everybody's like, oh, trust the experts. <laughs> the experts, really? We're like one of the most unhealthy countries on the planet. Trust the experts. Now they're telling you to hide from the sun. What's the first thing I see when I drive into New York? It's like reminiscent of COVID. I remember driving into New York when COVID was still a thing and all the signs blinking, stay inside, save lives, blah, 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 blah. What, what happens? I drive into New York today, what's it say? Air quality alert. Stay inside. Stay inside. It's like, you, did, if you do some research on the people that uh, uh, died of COVID and you look or suffered very heavily from COVID, like it affected them really badly, look at how many of them had vitamin D deficiencies. Now they're talking about ways to block out the sun to cool the earth. There was an article in a, a what magazine was it? Uh, I don't remember the name of the magazine, but they were like, basically like, there's no reason for you to be out in direct sunlight ever this summer. Don't don't be in the sun. It's like they're <laughs> telling you to do the least. Next, they're going to tell you not to drink water. You know what I mean? It's like the craziest. We're living through the craziest healthcare psyop. And when you when you start to peel it back, and this is what Robert Kennedy Jr. does, I would really encourage you uh, to listen to his, uh, well, Joe Rogan's podcast with him, the episode with Robert Kennedy, because I'm, I'm telling you right now, it's a very, uh, very eye-opening, very eye-opening for a multitude of reasons, man. Um, it really, really is. What's up, man? You getting, you getting exasperated back there? <laughs> Bane's getting Nancy. Uh, okay, you can't come up here. Go lay down. I got I got you back. I got a bunch of pillows back there for him. Gonna be just fine. Good boy. Um, you know, but uh, after listening to him, he confirmed a lot of the things I had discovered on my own, uh, specifically in regards to autism research and vaccines. Um, you know, specifically referring to studies, uh, basically, in uh, when they with. When you look at the spike in autism in kids, it happens right around the time they rolled out like the 72 jab vaccine recommendations, AKA mandates. Um, and they always say correlation isn't causation. And I say you're a freaking retard. That's what I say. If you can't look <laughs> and draw that conclusion, you know what I'm saying? It's just, um, the, uh, the risk out, outweighs the reward in my opinion you know I don't I don't really see my daughter ever coming into contact with polio and what's interesting is right now currently 70% of active polio cases in the world are caused by vaccines isn't that crazy isn't that absolutely wild and mind-boggling and, uh, you know, I just encourage, I don't want to go on a whole vaccine thing today. I don't feel like talking about it after listening to it for three and a half hours. It was three and a half hour long episode. Uh, I would encourage you, though, uh, if you're a new parent um, or an aspiring parent to, uh, or yourself, if you're getting these flu shots, look at just, oh my goodness, the mercury they put in these things. And mercury, what's interesting is they, they did a study where they inject, they give a bunch of kids like routine vaccinations and tested the mercury, mercury levels in their blood and it spiked. So they fed them, they fed them like tuna with mercury and that mercury stayed in their blood panels for like two months. 
this is a real study. They, it stayed in their blood panels for like two months, and then they gave them uh, injections, like routine uh, vaccinations, which have mercury in them, and the and the mercury disappeared like in two weeks. And so their conclusion was, ah, it's, it's perfectly healthy. The mercury's gone. Well, other scientists were like, okay, well, the mercury didn't show up in their in their blood. It didn't show up in their urine. It didn't show up in their hair. Where did it go? <laughs> it just It's an element. Mercury is an element. Okay? It doesn't just dissipate. Right? It disappeared. So they did the same study on some macaw. No, macaw's a bird. Macan, something. A, a monkey. Okay? And uh, so they sacrificed the monkeys and obviously did autopsies. And it was all the mercury was in their brains, causing inflammation and all kinds. So now the argument is, well, what? Okay, so now the argument is, well, they don't use as much mercury anymore. Well, now they use aluminum. Why? And, and the big thing, and I always wondered this, and I never knew this, but the reason why they use these elements is because when they inject you with dead viral. Uh, pathogens. They need to get an immune response for the vaccine to be efficacious, right? So in other words, your body needs to have an immune response. So if it's ever actually naturally introduced to that virus or whatever, uh, your body knows how to respond to it. Well, sometimes the dead vaccine uh, doesn't trigger enough of an immune response for it to be considered efficacious. So they need a, I think, androgen, angi I don't remember the term for it, but they need something highly toxic in the mix to essentially trick your body into having a massive immune response to the, the dead viral particles in your body. So they used mercury. And what does it do? It passes your blood-brain barrier and goes straight to your brain. And... They did a they did a big number crunching analysis, man, and you, you have like a one in thirty-two chance of developing an autoimmune disease. A one in thirty-two chance of getting a major autoimmune disease or autism from vaccines. Isn't that crazy? And uh, there's a lot of environmental factors, gly glyphosate, you know, from uh, from uh, pesticides. Uh, got which basically ground up um, you've got atrazine which turns the frogs into females male frogs into females they put 40 frogs in atrazine and over the course of three years like 30 of them became chemically castrated and four completely changed sexes from male to female and, and started laying viable eggs and we wonder why we look around and you can't tell the difference anymore looking at these teenage boys and girls you can't tell the difference anymore i can't tell if some of these kids are boys i can't tell if they're girls they both got tits sorry to be crude they both got boobs longer hair just poorly defined facial features fat in weird places you can't you cannot tell me that this is not having an effect on our children why my daughter will never be exposed she'll never drink tap water the atrazine's in the water and you know it's so funny is alex jones called this years ago 
and everybody made fun of them. And now the research is coming out. Like, there's always two sides. Like, for example, if you're, if, and Robert Kennedy made a really good example of this today. He, he's, he got his, basically, he's a, he sued, he's a, he's a big time environmentalist and would sue coal plants and, and concrete plants and things like that. And he said every single time when he went to sue somebody, they would bring in experts for Harvard for their side, and he would bring in experts from Harvard and Yale from his side. There's always two sides to every story. Where you need to be careful is the, the usually the loudest voice is the one getting the most money. And who's getting the most money? The These pharmaceutical companies, do you realize, can never be sued? for vaccine side effects that Congress passed a law, I believe it was under Reagan, that you can't sue a pharmaceutical company for side effects for vaccines. So now, there's no risk for them to be sued. So everything, so that removes, that increases their profit substantially. And why would they take safety precautions to make sure they're producing a safe product when there's no negative consequences? And people just out here injecting their kids with it. And, you know, the biggest thing is shame on the doctors. Shame on the doctors. Shame on every doctor that pushes vaccines everywhere and has done no independent research of their own. Just listen to whatever they were told in school. And, it's I've you know, I've talked to a couple of doctors. I've had the conversation to sit there in saunas and steam rooms and dinners and bars with doctors. And I would say, if I could recall five conversations specifically, I was only impressed by one person. Everybody thinks doctor, doctor, so impressive, smart, intelligent. No. <laughs> they're, pill, they're pill salesmen, and they were really good at memorizing things. They were really good at memorizing things, and they're pill salesmen. That's it. So you have to, yourself, as your own person as a mother, as a father, or future mother, future father, commit to doing the research yourself when it comes to what you're literally going to inject. We're not talking about pills here, dude. We're talking about injecting our children. And you don't even know what's in it. Uh, just because the doctor said so. What, the same fat-ass doctor that prescribed your uncle painkillers for an otherwise very manageable chiropractor fit something that a chiropractor could have handled and now he's got a full-blown heroin addiction and they used to put safe and effective and non-addictive on hydrocodone pill bottles can you believe that these doctors these doctors when are you all going to open your eyes when are you going to wake up sitting there with your big stupid fat heads in the sand wondering why you can't eat a piece of bread without your entire body going into shock you just you see people it's just come on guys i'm not yelling at all of you but some of you i'm yelling at been sitting here listening to these idiots and these lab coats for so long just follow the money follow the money follow the money it's all about the money bro if they came out tomorrow and told people to start licking toilet bowls that the best thing you can do it's proven it's safe it's effective. You want to find the dirt, go to the dirtiest rest stop and lick. It's the best way to build your immune response, blah, blah, blah. There, I guarantee you, at least conservatively, 
30 to 40% of the population be out licking toilet bowls tomorrow. I guarantee, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. It's a religion to these people. That's why you have such visceral reactions from people when you talk about our vaccine safe and effective. Was the COVID response appropriate? Was the, it's, it's a religion. I hear, I'm flying down the highway, of course, I'm in New York, this liberal wasteland, and I pass this guy in this car that says BLM and Trump should be jailed, and it's this little effeminate, skinny, weak, pathetic looking little ostrich of a man. It's just, it ha- that's his whole religion. His whole religion is anti-Trump. His whole religion is BLM. And you could, you could show him the evidence and it's very well known now. It's very well known now that BLM was a Ponzi scheme, that there was massive misappropriation of funds, that BLM did nothing positive for the black community and you'll still have people, pencil-necked liberal men and fat liberal white women driving around with BLM stickers on their car. You can have the, it's the evidence, is it's a proven fact. If the CDC said that grass is now green, or I'm sorry, if the CDC said grass is now blue, it's no longer green, we don't call it green, you don't think you don't think people would follow? You don't think people would follow? Look at the transgender nonsense. Now you're being told that men can be women and women can be men and that men can give birth and people are like, uh-huh, yup, yeah, yes, I get it. Okay, slay queen. This is the all this is this is I'm gonna really share with you guys some of my radical political beliefs here. I do not believe that we that I don't believe in democracy anymore. I think it's a beautiful ideal. Um, I, I, and, and that's what it is. It's an ideal. That's all it is. Democracy is an ideal. It's not a reality. It's not a reality. And I'm obviously no communist. Communism is gay. Communism is for the weak. Communism is for the outcasts that know they have no skills. They can't market themselves. They're pathetic. So they need to hide under the government. <laughs> Communism is super, super gay, fake, weak, pathetic. But I also don't—I don't believe in democracy. I don't believe that people can govern themselves because they're too stupid. People are too stupid. People are so dumb that I don't think it's wise to give voting power. And I talked about this on my Instagram story a little about a while back. The whole voting thing—how is it that? Um, uh, um, somebody could jump the border as an illegal immigrant in Mexico, never lived here a day in their life, three days before an election, vote in an election, never paid taxes in their life, came here illegally, and their, co- their vote can cancel mine out. And I've been here 31 damn years and probably paid, I don't know how many millions, not thousands, not hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars in taxes. Millions. I've paid millions. What have you paid? Why is your opinion the same as me? Huh? How does that make sense? I'm out here. I've built how many companies now? Provided how many jobs to how many people? And my vote could get canceled out by by some 20-year-old living on government existence who chopped his dick off because he thinks he's a woman. His vote counts. Its vote counts the same as mine? 
So not only do I think people can't govern themselves, I think the whole idea that everybody's equal is a hot crock of dookie that's been sitting on the stove way too long. It's stinking everything up. Everybody's, yes, everybody is born equal, but not everybody ends up equal. <laughs> Sorry to tell you. I would say meritocracy, but there's going to be corruption. You just, anytime you deal with anything, there's always going to be corruption. So what do we need to go back to? I think I'm like down for the monarchy. Down for the monarchy. And I have some ideas on how people would be chosen. I don't think it would necessarily stay in the family. I think that there would be like a rigorous, like, there'd almost be like an academy of some of the finest people uh, in the country. And there would be a, a like a selection process from a board and a council made up of highly successful people. But then again, you're always going to deal with corruption. That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thorn in any in any government side is going to be corruption. So how do you mitigate corruption in a monarchy? There has to be very, uh, like, very heinous punishments for, like, misappropriation of funds and power. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Uh, I really do believe... I, I don't know. I have an idea, but it's like a big cloud. I don't have it nailed down yet as to what I think the world our country should be ran on, but I do not think it's democracy. I could see like a board, I could see like seven men from different areas of the country with proven track records of having created businesses, having reinvested into their communities. Like there should be a selection process, men only. Sorry, ladies, it's, it's not a woman's place to make decisions. Y'all are too emotional. It's just, uh, you guys know how I feel about that. I could see like seven men. Something like that maybe. Seven men with one over, like one has more power than the rest. You know what I'm saying? That would be like the king, quote unquote. And then you'd have a board of six um, right underneath him. That would be cool. Okay, so you have one guy that's like, that's, let's just call it the king. And then you have, like, the king's table. You know what I'm saying? You got six men. They didn't get their position because they were, they were, they knew somebody's uncle. They didn't, like, they, they were selected. So then you got to have, like, another, <laughs> I don't know, maybe there does need to be voting, but people are too stupid to vote. I think there could be voting. Ooh, I know. I know who could vote for the six men. Well, I know who could vote for the king, and then the king gets to, gets to uh, elect the six men. Or maybe he elects, like, 50 men, and they're the, the populace votes on six. That's a good idea. Okay, so the population chooses a king, but we're going to talk about who gets to vote. So the population chooses a king. The king then selects, I don't know, I just threw 50 out there arbitrarily, 20 to 50 men, okay? And then the population gets to vote on the six best out of those 20 to 50, however many he decides to select, okay? Maybe just do 20. Maybe 50 is too much. So 20 men he selects. There's a long process. They're all elected. Who gets to vote? I think you got to be uh, 21 or older, at least. But even now, today's 21-year-olds are retards. So I'd, I'd say almost like... I think you got to be 25 and older. You got to be between 25 and 65. Once you're retired, you don't get a say anymore. You're too old. 
We don't need old people making outdated decisions for this country anymore. So you're 25 to 65 years old. Sorry, ladies. You ain't going to like this. Men only. You must have must be employed, currently employed, must currently have a job, you would have had to have paid last year's taxes, I think that would weed out, bro, imagine all the freakazoid loser idiots that would weed out of the process, well, who is that fair, who's going to be the voice, I'll tell you who's going to be the voice, good men have jobs, have, fit. Well, I think you have to be married too. And I don't want to say, I don't want to exclude people that can't have kids. You know, like my wife and I, we had three miscarriages. I would say, I would say you have to be a married man. Shows me that you've got family commitment. You've had a job. You've been employed. And you've paid your taxes. Bing, bang, 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 bang. Because good men are going to make good decisions that protect the less fortunate. What, what happens is, is when you start giving women power that are too emotional and irrational or bad men power or allow people to have a say in the system that they don't play a part in, this is where we get our issues. So that's what would happen. Boom. There you go. That's the, that's the new world order. Everybody who's eligible to vote, who I just mentioned, 25 to 65, employed, pays taxes, married, you know, widow, widowers too, you know, can, can, but I don't, I don't know. Why are you 38 and not married yet, bro? I don't trust your opinion. Something's going on there. Um, yeah, they vote on the king. The king picks 20 men through, that's a long process. I bet you that take, you know, him going through vetting men would take about 90 days. And then there's another 90 days of like public debates and everybody gets to peel back their lives and really take a look. And if you want to be on this council, we get to see everything about your life. Everything. The other thing I would... Okay, so there's... Now we got the government established. We got a king and we got a council of six men. All voted upon by able-bodied voting men that pay taxes and work and are married. How, how are you going to go wrong with that? How... What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? I can't think of a single, I can't think of a single, single thing. You're going to have black men, you're going to have white men, you're going to have Arab men, you're going to have Indian men, you're going to have Chinese men. And the whole thing is, well, what if there's way more white men than black men? Well, shit, I don't know. Get more black men that have jobs and are married. There you go. Fix your culture. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's it's it's not about being fair. Plus, your black people are 13% of the population. So equal representation would say less than one. So one guy on the board should be black. One. Not two, not three, not no, one. Maybe one. Maybe one. If he's the most qualified. I'm not saying there can't be black people. I'm not saying there can't be Asians. I'm not saying. The only people I've excluded so far are women. <laughs> there could be people from, I don't care, it could be a blue, could be a blue man from Mars. As long as he's got a job, he pays his taxes. I don't see why he can't be there. But this whole, there's not going to be a six man and one of them has to be black and one has to be a Jew and then the other one's got to be LGP. No, <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be six of the best men. And if they happen to be black, if they happen to be white, if they have, well, God bless them. 
doesn't matter. It's going to be merit-based. Not this sissy-ass, you only need equal representation, then equally represent yourself by being better. I don't know. So do that. Anyways, so we got the government figured out. Other big change I would make, social media. Social media. You do not have access to social media, any of the platforms, any of them, without using your real name and an actual picture of yourself. No more cartoon profile pictures, no more fake names, no more keyboard warriors. Moving forward to get access, in fact, to gain access to the internet, you have to scan like some kind of identification card to have any access to any kind of social media. You need full, you need an ID card that has your face. And we're not tracking, we're not monitoring. I don't like any of that stuff. Y'all know me, keep, government needs to keep its filthy hands off of that stuff. However, people need to be held accountable. And that's a really good way to hold people accountable online. That solves the bullying problem. That solves the trolling problem. That solves fraud issues. It solves it solves nearly everything overnight. And you know the biggest thing it solves that irritates me more than anything? Keyboard warriors, tough guys that hide behind a picture of the dude from Mad Men with some user 506478555. Now, bullshit. That's gone. Now, everything you say is going to be attached to your name and your face. If that I just created though just those two things right there. Just those two things right there would fix nearly like I just imagine like you the, the board of six, you got one guy that started a plumbing company and became super successful. You got another guy that was a very successful lawyer. He's married. He's got four or five kids. You got another guy that was like uh, got into the oil fields and started buying his own rigs, and he's super successful. And then you got another guy that's a big restaurant owner, and you got all these guys that are enterprising. Uh, Is that the word I'm thinking? Enterprising, 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 forward-thinking family men. Can't ever be divorced. That's another one. You've never been divorced. Oof, that wipes out like 50% of the candidates. How are we going to find tradesmen that haven't been divorced? They're out there. Dude, imagine, imagine the world that would be built. No more diversity and inclusion. No more... And it's not... I'm not saying there's not going to be diversity, but no more forced... No more HR departments... No more of this nonsense, these costs, these profit just draining, idiotic, stupid, pathetic, weak, feminine. There's just so many things dragging us farther and farther backwards. Just farther and farther backwards. And it all it all goes back to feminism. It all the moment that the fem, we let the feminists do what they wanted to do is when this country started to become unhinged. Everything started to fall apart. Everything started to fall apart. There's there's just no reason. There's no logic. It's overly idealistic. And I get it. I get it. It's not a bad thing. What most of these women want. To be equal. To have equal opportunity. That's not a bad thing. However. <laughs> however. They want the bar to be lowered. Like the military. 
lowering its physical fitness standards so women can make it like that's not a place where you lower physical fitness standards the military so that little sally q could be a navy seal give me a break go bake a cake and have some kids you don't need to be getting dropped out of a helicopter plus you couldn't carry my body out anyways like why are you even here <laughs> it's like I'm not saying what they want is bad. It's just, it's, uh, it's just, it's, a, it's just a little stupid. It's just a little ridiculous. And most women now, most women I know now have said to me on many occasions, Mike, I agree with you. You're a little harsh with your delivery sometimes. Most women don't agree with the whole you shouldn't be able to vote thing. I don't expect you to agree with me on that as a woman. That's pretty extreme. I do honestly feel that way, though. Um, but most are like, yeah, I would rather be a stay-at-home mom <laughs> than be out here working 50 hours a week on my feet as a bartender, getting rude clients and no tips and back pain and drinks spilled on you. You could have been at home baking a souffle at 4 o'clock with one baby in your arm and that's hard as it I mean I don't understand why why do you want it like being a mom is really really hard <laughs> why are you going to make your lives harder so it's like you want to be a mom and have a career I don't think those two things I don't think it's possible and I know a lot of people would disagree with me and say hey my mom was a really good mom and she also had a career well my, my retort to that we'll never know is how much better of a mom could she have been if she was home all the time Oh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Me neither. I don't know either. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think that's a fair point to consider. It's a very fair point to... Oh, jeez. Now it's raining. Got the f smog from Canada's... Those fires that the government started. That the lizard overlord child eaters started. And now it's raining. I'm going to have acid rain in my eyes. I dumped so much. I, I pumped myself full of three milliliters of glutathione before I left today, which is a lot to inject of uh, anything into yourself at once. It kind of gave me the queasy heezies, but uh, I'm like, dude, if I'm going into the smoke, I'm not letting this affect me. I'm interested to see how they're going to use this to start to try to control people. And of course, it's in New York. Again, I haven't seen signs about air quality anywhere until I drove it in New York. What, was it? Was there a drastic change between the mass border and New York border? Did the smoke notice stop? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But imagine the progress that could be made and all the decisions boiled down to you get rid of the FBI, you get rid of the CIA, you get rid of all these regulatory agencies, you completely remove all gun restrictions... I don't think, you know, I don't think violent criminals should have guns, obviously. You know, keep reasonable background checks, quick turnaround background checks. Um, I think many regulations, many, many regulatory in, uh, agencies need to go. We, I, I mean, we literally strip the system bare and restart. You know, 57 percent of Americans couldn't touch $1,000 right now in an emergency. I'm going to say that one more time. 57% of Americans could not scrounge together $1,000 in 48 hours for an emergency. 
but we just sent another how many billion to Ukraine? We spent how many trillions on the COVID response? We spent how many years in Iraq looking for weapons of mass destruction that never existed and they knew didn't exist? And the average American continues to sit and suffer. Now, Steph called me from the staffing company the other day. She gives me updates every once in a while. And uh, these people got to pay for their licenses. And the amount of people that don't have 60 to $70 to their name to get into an, uh, a pre-licensing course for life insurance is astounding. They probably do 500 interviews a week and like 200 people a week don't have 60 to $70. Nothing. Have nothing to their name. Can't pay it this Friday. Got to wait till next month. We're talking about 60 to $70, depending on your state. People don't have it. But yeah, just, you know, keep sending more money to Ukraine, which that's partially our fault, too. We kept poking Putin, poking Putin. And, and here we are. We have the potential to be the greatest nation on Earth, and instead people are broke, they have no money and they're sitting in their houses trying to figure out how they're going to feed their kids and what's on TV? Oh, some dude that chopped his dick off telling us that we need to let him in the locker room with our little girls. I tell you what, it's a good thing I make money because I think if I were in like dire financial straits, I know God blessed me financially because if I were in dire financial straits and I had to turn on the TV to see some dude pretending to be a woman yelling at me about inclusivity while I can't feed my wife and kid, people would die without a doubt. Hold on, I'm going to pause and go pee. Alright, and we're back. Should be. Try to get out of this rest stop without running over an Indian person or a Chinese person. What's up with Indians and Chinese people at rest stops? You know what I'm saying? It's not, not that there's anything wrong with Indians and Chinese people. In fact, I love Asians, by the way. Asians, I should say, probably. It just seems like a lot of Asians and Indian people at rest stops. Anybody else notice that? I don't know. Maybe it's just like a New York State thing. I just I feel like I see it everywhere I go. Uh, got Bane some water and some food. Good boy, he's doing great back there. It's a couple more hours, Bubba's. Um, yeah, man, I don't even know what we were talking about before. Something about King and six guys and women. <laughs> the huge. The huge. Really is fascinating. Um, I feel like. A lot of people, I feel like uh, very strange when I go out in public places. This is going to sound really egotistical. I'm going to sound like a real dick. But uh, <laughs> when you're like in really good shape and everybody else isn't, you're like, I don't know. I feel like uh, you just notice people look at you a lot more. Um I notice people avoid eye contact. I think that's just people in general now. People usually just can't make eye contact anymore uh, because of social media and all that. But um, it's it's an interesting. It's and I can speak on this because I didn't look the way I do now three years ago. Um, 
And three years ago, I would argue I was better dressed, uh, a little bit cleaner cut, um, was a little flashier, and I get more looks now than I do, and you know, I get looks from women, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, there's this there's this little Indian girl that was just staring at me. She was a grown, she just tiny thing, was just staring at me when I came out of the bathroom. That I like, you know, I don't break eye contact with people, so I'm staring right back at her, and I gave her a little nod, and she got all red <laughs> and started laughing to herself. And I'm just thinking, like, you don't see many physically fit people when you're out, and when you do, they stand out like. Uh, Two rest stops ago, there was a couple. Blonde girl and a tall. He was real tall. He must have been 6'4", 6'5", guy. And uh, super good shape, both of them. You could tell. Uh, just like just nice-looking skin. Not even talking about their muscle tone. Just like nice-looking skin, but obviously they were very both very toned and muscular. And I'm like, dude, that is so nice to look at. <laughs> That is so pleasing to the eye to see in this sea of androgynous fatty tissue that I'm swimming through right now to get to the dirty, nasty rest, public restroom. <laughs> it's just uh, it's just nice to see, man. So it's you you can level up so many levels by getting in shape. You could go up so many levels by getting in shape. Like, dude, if you get a girl like and and she's I don't want to be mean or crude, just like not super good looking, but she gets into like really good shape. Like women can go from a three to an eight just by becoming, just by building a butt and, and going to the gym and thinning out and getting leaner. You know what I'm saying? Like guys too, guys, you can make yourself so much better looking and, and, and you'll get, I mean, everything in your life improves when you get into shape. Like, guys, you know, it's it's unfortunate for women because women are more tied to, like, looks, and men can get attention through, like, financial success. Like, I, I've never, I've just, I was talking about this. Somebody got into it with me on Instagram very lightly the other day because I said that men don't care about women's financial status, and it is so true. I've never been in a group of guys where the guy, where somebody was like, oh, dude, you hear she makes $100,000, 150000 a year? Bro, that, like, i got to find a way to lock her down. I've never heard that from a man. I've never, ever, ever heard it from a man. Now, if you're a woman, I'm not trying to tell you to not be financially successful. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that's not what men value. On the other hand, women want to be provided for and have security. So you could be a real... <laughs> see it all the time. See these 68-year-old fat dudes with these beautiful 21-year-old Russian models. It ain't because of his personality. I can tell you that much. It's because he's got money. You know, so I guess, I don't know. It, it, it's not hard to stand out. It's not hard to stand out. Um, and not that you need to or want to stand out, but I, I don't... I just, I have such a problem. I'm such a contrarian. I'm such an iconoclast that I don't ever want to blend in with the crowd. I don't want to do what everybody else is doing because I know that what everybody else is doing is generally wrong. Hold on, grab my beef jerky here. What everybody else is doing is generally wrong. That's why everybody's sick. That's why everybody's fat. That's why everybody's broke. 
But I couldn't believe that statistic when I heard it. 37% of Americans couldn't scrounge together a thousand dollars. And part of me is very much, well, that's your fault. And it's true. It is. You, through a series of poor decisions, have put yourself in that situation. And I know it's not always poor decisions, but I bet you out of those 50, 57%, was that 150 million people? Most of that is poor decision making. A lot of it is because you got lied to. You know, go to school, get a job, or go to school, go to college, get a job, pay off debt until you're 70, and then maybe retire, maybe have three years left before you die, before the seed oils creep into your heart and shut it down. You know, but the other part of me is uh, very empathetic, sympathetic, rather. What's the one where you... Both. Because I've been there. I've been broke. And I'm, thank God, at a decent spot now. Uh, not where I want to be, but definitely very decent. I cannot complain. And uh, I feel bad. You know, because there's a lot of really good people in this country. As much uh, vitriol as I express on this podcast, um, it's it's mostly directed at the super elite lizard-eating people and, like, the hardcore fringe liberals. You know, but the average American isn't the hardcore fringe liberal. The average American wants a decent house and to be able to provide a comfortable lifestyle for their kids. And I think everybody should have access to that opportunity. I don't think everybody is meant to be a millionaire, to be ultra successful. In fact, nearly nobody is. It's very few. But I do think that everybody at least deserves if they are hardworking and honest to live a comfortable, secure lifestyle. That is a reality that has been eroded away in this country. Because I know many honest, hardworking men and women that are just barely scraping by. 40% of the paycheck has gone to our corrupt, evil, nasty government that misappropriates all of our money. Uh, Our government has also caused a form of taxation called uh, inflation that is wiping out the value of the money that you do have left. And where do we find ourselves? We found ourselves with good, honest men, good, honest women that were sold a bunch of lies and so 40% of your paycheck goes to the government so that they can send more money overseas and get transgender surgeries for Syrian kids. <laughs> uh, then inflation has lowered the value of the money that you have left. But your student loan bill is still the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? That you're going to be paying off for the next 30 years of your existence on this planet. And... I'm saying this because more people need to get very upset. And when I say very upset, I mean drastic measures upset. Because there's there's no there's no voting your way out of this. 
There's no... Everything is going to end in corruption. Doesn't matter. There's no voting our ways out of this situation. So, especially the men listening to me. I think that there is going to come a point where we as men... For the sake of our daughters and our sons and our wives and our future granddaughters and grandsons are going to have to pick up a gun and grab our balls. I really think in our lifetime and some of us are going to have to die. Now this isn't a call to violence. It's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying get guns and shoot people. <laughs> Let's just throw that out there before I get a call and get a knock at the door from the FBI. What I am saying is you need to be prepared to fight because that there's there's a line that's they're going to try to cross here very, very soon. And if we allow them to cross that line, they're in our backyard and it's game over. I know this is probably really, this is probably scary for some of you to hear. This is probably flooding. Some of you probably feel a flutter in your heart. Some of you probably think I'm full of shit. You're like, no, we're fine, dude. You're the frog in the boiling water. You know what I mean? You, you just don't know yet. Not until you're dead. Not until everything's taken from you. From controlling how much time you can spend outside, how far you can drive your car, what kind of weapons, if any, you can own. They're, they're coming for all of this. If you look at the UK and the UK, you people that say mean things online are spending more time behind prison bars than pedophiles. They're coming for what you can say. They're coming for what you can eat. Red meat consumption. They're coming. They want to control every single aspect of your existence. And they're going to pump you full of drugs and porn and Netflix while they do it. They're going to keep you and give them bread and circuses, they used to say in Rome. Give them bread and circuses, and they won't revolt. So here we go. Where's our bread and circus? Elon versus Mark Zuckerberg. Here's your circus, you dirty peasants. Who's going to win the MMA matchup? You stupid monkey peasants. That's what they're saying to us. That's what they're thinking as they're all laughing laughing. They're going to take away our red meat. They're going to be eating the finest steak and steak tartare from the calves of Indonesian. You know what I'm saying? It's like we're going to be sitting here sucking on bug soy milk because nobody had the balls to stop anything. So there's going to come a time. There's going to come a time where it's going to be like, all right, they're pushing. This is too far. They came close with COVID. They came very, very close with COVID. I guarantee you they try to pull some stunt like that again. They try to mask us up and shut us down again. There, there's going to be violence. 100%. Without a doubt. I have no doubt. But trust me, I've got a deep network of men uh, that I talk to and communicate with and got tentative plans with. And uh, I know there's probably of, if I know 50 men capable of violence, I know 30 of them. Uh, next time they tried to do something like that, would would be ready to it'd be ready to roll, be ready to take some very serious action. 
we need more. Again, I'm not saying get a gun and shoot people. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is you need to be prepared to defend your rights. And it is your right to defend your right. Don't, don't ever let them psyop you into thinking like you're some kind of a psycho for wanting to defend what's yours. For wanting to defend the future of your kids. For wanting to defend what's right and stand up for truth and honesty. They'll sigh off you. They're going to call you names. Christian nationalist, white, white nationalist, terrorist, domestic terrorist. They labeled parents at PTA meetings that were upset that there were depictions of gay butt sacks in their kids' books in the elementary school as domestic terrorists. Can you believe that? What do you think they're going to call somebody like me? <laughs> There's <laughs> something like they're going to make me sound as bad as Osama Bin Laden by the time I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> Domestic terrorist. Because I don't want my kids seeing a, a literal graphic depiction of two little boys giving each other oral sex. You believe that? That's the world we live in now. And you know why? Because you're just sitting there, sitting on your stupid little fat fingers, watching porn all day long. <laughs> That's all it is. That's why they've got us all, and if it's not porn, it's your NFL fantasy team. And if it's not your NFL fantasy team, it's the bar. And if it's not the bar, it's the big party. And if it's not the big party, it's Mark Zuckerberg versus Elon Musk. And if it's not, it's the next thing. And then and whatever to keep you just comfortable enough. Just comfortable enough. To where you don't do anything about it. Because they know. I've talked about this before. They know that the last vanguard against all this nonsense is strong men. And if you get enough strong men riled up, it's game over for these people. There's so many more of us than there are of them. If, if we just unified 100,000 strong men, the whole country would be flipped on its head tomorrow. The whole country. What are you going to do against 100,000 strong men? It's so funny because Joe Biden's alluded to the fact that the, he would weaponize the U.S. military against his own people. You realize that, right? So what are you going to do? We got F-35 bombers, jets. They got half a million dollar. They got a, they got a sorry, 500, $500 billion jets. These things are. And that's, a you know, who knows? It might come to that someday where the... And then I think about, well, how many like service men and service women are going to actually start to kill their own countrymen? And then I think about, well, what service men and service women are left? Oh, the ones that got the jab, the compliant, the following orders. And then I think of all the atrocities that have been committed by people just following orders over the course of human history. And I start to realize, man, it's probably going to be a massive amount of bloodshed <laughs> if it comes to it. It's, it's not going to be good, dude. It's not going to be good. A lot of people are going to have to die. But um, I, I almost feel like that's a necessary vicissitude. I just don't think peace is an option at this point. I don't think peace is an option. You saw what they called. Look at what, look at what they were saying about people that didn't get the jab. 
They were saying we should be denied uh, medical care for emergencies at hospitals. <laughs> and now come to find out you're 3.4 times more likely to contract COVID because you are vaccinated. You idiot, you stupid, stupid moron. I don't feel bad for people at all uh, that have vaccine side effects. I mean, I do to some degree, but I, I don't. That's what you get. It's what you get. And I think it's only just beginning. You had Fauci himself in a study that was published, I think, in 2005 said it takes at least eight years to understand what a vaccine is really going to do to somebody's body. How many months did they test the COVID? Six months? <laughs> Could you imagine the mayhem that's about to unfold over the next couple couple years? Because it's already starting. It's already starting. You just don't see it at a national level because it gets silenced. But, like, there's this book. I can't remember. It's it's actually by a Wall Street guy, numbers guy, that turned, like, a billion-dollar portfolio into $14 billion, like, overnight. And uh, he started seeing trends post-COVID uh, shot rollout. And he wrote a book on it. It's called The Odd Numbers. Something numbers, uh, unexpected. I don't know. If you Google it, it'll come right up. But it's like a 90-minute read. And what he has on one page is like thousands of newspaper clippings of young people dying while playing sports on the field. And the, the, the international average used to be like 39 every 12 months. Now it's like 39 a month. Now it's like, like what? how many people used to die in a year from strenuous activity at a certain age? Young people is now that yearly number is happening monthly. I don't want today to be all doom and gloom, but I, I just, I have to talk to you guys about this stuff so you are aware, so you are awake, so you are listening. So men, what do I think you need to do to prepare? Well, I'll tell you what, let me give you some solutions. Number one, if you're not in shape, you're not going to survive. What is that, MGMI? Not going to make it. You ever seen that acronym, NGMI? If anybody ever says NGMI to you, it's not a good thing. It means you're not going to make it. What are you doing in the passing lane? Of course. <laughs> I just got done saying how much I love Asians. But, you know, when it comes to being behind the wheel of a vehicle, Asians are incredible, dude. Look at just like, dude, Asians crush literally every conceivable metric of performance from family life to financial success to crime to everything compared to everybody else. Asians, are, I, I think, are really, really fascinating. I love the traditional, um, you know, China's crushing it right now. Obviously, I don't agree with a lot of things the Chinese government does to its people. Uh, but China overall is crushing it right now from an economic standpoint. Japan, look at Japan. Look at Japan's uh, uh, crime rate. Look at their uh, just their uh, educational performance, look at their GDP, like everything is just, Asians are killing the game right now. But man, you gotta be prepared. You gotta be prepared, dude. I'm telling you right now, man, you need to be physically fit or you are going to die, okay? Because again, I really do think this stuff could start to happen in our lifetime. There's weird smoke in the air. They all try to get us to take an experimental MNRA, MRNA vaccine. 
they, they, there's, they played around with the whole lockdown thing. The dollar's about to collapse. They're issuing it. They're trying to take control over digital currency right now. There's a lot going on, dude. And it's, you know, there are many times in human history where people thought it was the worst time in human history and that everything was going to end. I, this is pretty bad. <laughs> this, is, this, this is pretty bad on a global scale, okay? You got to be in shape. You got to be ready. You got to be physically fit. I think you should be able to. I don't like to run, but I still do twice a week. Uh, I used to love to run. I don't anymore. I think you should be able to. You've got to be physically strong. You got to be able to run for a decent distance. You got to be able to sprint. I've got to work on my flexibility majorly. I'm having major issues with my flexibility right now. Uh, you got to be physically strong, and you need to know how to fight. You need to know how to fight. I'd get into BG. I'd get into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and boxing if I were you. I would take at the minimum. Dude, if I were you, I'd do one boxing class a week and one BJJ class a week, and you'd be good. You'd be good. You'd learn everything that you needed to learn, enough to survive. You don't need to be a black belt or a world champion boxer, but you do need to know how to defend yourself from a punch, throw a punch, good stance, good footwork, and you need to know how to roll on the ground because a lot of fights end up on the ground. And you get somebody like me that gets you to the ground, it's get. <laughs> you got to know how to do something. you got to know how to do something. Uh, firearms. You should own firearms. You should know how to operate, clean, disassemble, reassemble uh, firearms. I think everybody, I, me personally, I'm not a former Navy SEAL. I have no battle experience. But just from my reading, from my studying, I think you should have one good shotgun, one good assault, you know, one good semi-automatic rifle, uh, and one good handgun. You know, I like my Glock because it's reliable. Not a whole lot of pieces to that. It's very simple. It looks like a brick and it shoots great. <laughs> I put a, a Trigicon hollow scope on it, which the sights pretty much as much as the gun was, but it was worth it. And I've got two shotguns and uh, two rifles. Got a Daniel Defense uh, DDM4 V7 and my Caltech uh, RDL or RDP or something like that. Um, you need you need fire, and I'm going to be getting way more than that. I'm going to have a freaking arsenal here soon. Um, you need guns. You need a lot of ammo. Make sure you, more important than the gun is the ammo. So if you're wondering, huh, should I get another gun, but you're only sitting on a couple hundred rounds of ammo, go get the ammo. Stock up on as much ammo as you can, especially 5.56 five, and 2.23. Uh, I could foresee those getting harder and harder to get. A lot of 5.56 is being sent over to Ukraine. Uh, make sure you're stocking up on 5.56 and 2.23. Uh, what I'm working on right now is building out my kit. I've got my med kit. So I've got a med kit, like a very, like a military grade med kit with everything that you would need to stop bleeding if your limbs got blown off or a sucking chest wound. And I got to learn how to use all of it. Um, I'd rather just have somebody around that knew how, but um, got to learn how to use all that. But I got a that was not cheap. It's close to a thousand bucks for this med kit. It's one of the best ones you could get. Uh, I've got my helmet, my ballistics helmet coming in. Uh, working on night vision goggles. After that, uh, I, I want a thermal thermal scope uh, for my DDM4 uh, M or V7. Um, I got my belt. I got my extra mags. Um, oh, my plates. My level four plates are coming in from uh, 
T-Rex arms. So that'll stop 5.56 dead in its tracks. You got to be ready. <laughs> you got to be ready. A really good guy to follow uh, for a lot of this stuff. His name's Wrangler Star. I don't know his real name. Um, but Wrangler Star. He's usually talking in his garage. He's got very severe looking eyebrows. Uh, what's his sign off? Beloved, dear, beloved. That's what he. That's how he starts his uh, videos. Uh, and he's got a lot of really good videos on there. Uh, he calls it being a professional homeowner. Uh, just a lot of ways to uh, basically booby trap your property. Uh, just smart, quick fixes for equipment. Yeah, he showed. I learned how to start. I learned how to charge a car with a chainsaw the other day. Like, the dude's just got uh, so many good videos uh, to the point where what I'm going to do, I've started to do, is saving his videos all to a flash drive that I'll be able to pull up. I'm going to categorize, like, you know, how to start a car with a chainsaw. You know what I'm saying? Charge it. Like, you literally hook the belt up, a belt up to the alternator and then the actual spinny things, you know, how much I know of this stuff on the chainsaw and you can actually use the chainsaw to charge get the alternator to charge the battery up really cool stuff but you need to know how to you need to be physically fit you need to know how to fight you need to know how to, how to use a firearm i think you should have a kit i think you should start building your kit you don't have to get everything at once because i think a good kit guns aside not counting the guns probably going to run you eight to ten grand I mean, my plates alone were three grand for the level four plates. Those are not cheap. Um, and that's with like uh, food. I got the vacuum sealed, sealed emergency food, emergency water, med kit, uh, you know, night vision goggles. Remember, prey can't see at night. Predators can. So you want to be a predator. <laughs> you try coming on my property at night. You try doing a night raid at night. It's going to be a whole. You're going to hear some bongo drums going off first and before you know things are going to be blowing up <laughs> uh, I can't wait till we get uh, close our land deal I'm not saying where it is yet but we're moving to uh, at some point here in the next year moving to a more remote location I'm going to be out on like 85 acres like plopped in the middle of the woods driveways like a three quarters of a mile long <laughs> like you're gonna have to really you're gonna need a you're gonna need a helicopter basically i just i don't i don't want to be near anybody <laughs> i don't i don't need i don't want to be near anybody i don't know i just uh i don't have uh i just don't have a whole lot of trust at all for the government especially i don't have a whole lot of trust for other people I don't see a lot of good character qualities in many people anymore. Uh, so it's like you don't know who you can and can't trust. Um, you know, there's just a lot going on right now, man, where it's just like I don't feel comfortable at all being near people in the slightest. So we're going way out. And, and plus, I don't, I'm not buying this whole you move away from your parents thing. Like, how did we... There was another big PSYOP 
like get the kids to move out of the house at 18 and go pay a college 50 grand a year and then they get a bunch of debt with the bank and then they graduate and then they've got to buy they got to rent and then it's just a constant it's just getting ways it's just they just want more ways to get more people to pay more money for more shit they don't need like why can't you have your family all together on one plot of land like I can just I can day trade and run my businesses remotely I'll pay for everything and we'll live off the land I want to get to a point where like I don't even have a bill other than maybe for Wi-Fi but I want to figure out how to rig that up maybe satellite wise where I don't even have to worry about that like I want to get to the point where I literally don't even have bills like I'm gonna run off solar well water um, literally no bills and then someday when I'm real stocked up when the walls are built I'm gonna stop paying property taxes <laughs> come and get it <laughs> at that point there's going to be landmines and claymores and camera system and I'm going to have I'm going to pay a scientist to get ancient DNA and clone a bunch of velociraptors to run around on the property imagine that you're some little gay IRS agent you hop over my fence and you get absolutely mauled to death by a velociraptor those are, the, those are the little fast dinosaurs, right? I want those ones from, like, uh, Jurassic Park. Like, the mini T-Rexes, but they're, like, highly intelligent. They're, like, hyenas. Those are velociraptors, right? Or the velociraptors are the ones that fly. Yeah, velociraptor. I want those guys. My chickens remind me of velociraptors. Is the velociraptor the one that flies? You guys know which one I'm talking about. The ones, the little fast ones. And it, it literally reminds me, my chickens, you could see the dinosaur in my chickens, man. It's crazy. That's how they are. Little animals. Oh, speaking of, I gotta make sure my wife left the chickens out. Hold on. Okay. I just, I'm, I'm pooping my pants a little bit because, I mean, I left at 2 a.m. I'm assuming she put two and two together and let the birds out today. She's got to make sure she made them eggs. All right, hey, listen, it's been 74 minutes of me just yapping. <laughs> uh, I might do another episode. Let me close this one out, let you guys digest this information. Welcome to my dystopian nightmare podcast. <laughs> I love you guys. Let's get it.